After making a hard Brexit away from Juice Bigelow European gigolo, Jack and Josh head over the meadow and through the woods to Grandma's Boy. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello! Hi! Hello! How's it going? Look at that. Back again. <laughs> Back once again. Back twice again, it's the Renegade Master. Oh, just, you don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I've We've been, been here, for, here years. for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Josh Pappenheim, how are you? I'm fucking terrible. How are you doing? Jack Gregson is doing fine. I'm introducing <laughs> our names. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, you look great. Oh, thank you. You're bald. You wear it well. <laughs> bearded, you wear it well. You're wearing what looks like a polo shirt, but I don't think it is a polo no, shirt. No, it's got this fun little ruff oh. <laughs> that turns into a Oh, yeah, into now a turtleneck. Turtleneck rough. You're looking more and more like a man we used to work with called Alistair Cope. <laughs> I know. Every day I become yeah. more and more Alistair Cope. Oh. I think that's just growing older and bored. If you're more. listening, Al, we miss hi. you. Hi. I miss you. I think I've still got your copy of Contact on DVD. <laughs> For that, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I watched Contact recently. What a fucking banger. Is it? I still haven't watched it. Sorry, Alistair. It's a banger, man. Yeah, I hear it's great. I heard it was great six years ago when he lent me the DVD. Well, you'll never watch it now. All good stuff. And I've just like, realised it might have actually been someone else who lent me the DVD, so here we are. Oh, what a twist. <laughs> what, oh. a twist. <laughs> what a twist. How are you, um, I should say, listeners, I'm doing fine, mostly. It's, I'm only doing terribly because of the subject matter of this podcast. But we'll get into that in a bit. This podcast specifically, or like all the ones we do? Oh no, this one specifically. No, no. I mean, every episode well, last is a fresh week horror. definitely didn't put me in the best of moods. No, I mean, yeah, no, that is true. After watching this film, I was like, when are we actually going to get something that's fucking watchable anytime soon? It's not happening, is Hold it? Hold on to 2009, man. Jesus, four years or three years at three this years. point. Fuck. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Oh, you never know. There'll be some hidden gems. I just, I can't, I can't have my dreams hook on that, on a possibility. It has to be certain at this point. I've been hurt before. I'm very excited to get to uh, the shortcut, the scary Madison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I that's the that one was. I'm really hyped about. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. I want to see something that's intentionally scary. Something that's not really exciting is. This week's topic. No. Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. Well, actually, let me just say that each week your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. And, uh, yeah, we've we've reached the point of Grandma's Boy. The pinnacle. The piste de resistance. The Extra emphasis on resistance. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Uh... Yeah, enjoying this film is like punching through a brick wall with 
a fist made of your head and brain. Well, we'll see if I feel the same way. <laughs> oh my god! I was thinking that before coming on and talking about it. I was like, what if Jack loved it? What, <laughs> what if, if Jack did? loved it? What if I was just the biggest grandma's boy, Stan? Mm. Something that is hard to be. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, no. it's hard to be not because uh, the film is bad. It's because there are some big fans of this film. Are there? We'll get to it. Oh no, the grandma's boys. <laughs> so Every like proud, proud boy. Yeah, <laughs> proud boys. Oh no. Uh, but Josh, do you have an IMDb-based <clears throat> synopsis for us? Um, I do, and um, also some really good plot keywords that I'm going to get to afterwards. Oh, I can't wait. So first up, the storyline. When his roommate spends the rent money on hookers, Alex, a 35-year-old video game tester, has to find a new place to live. After an encounter with his friend's mum, Alex is forced to move in with his grandmother. Trying to save face with his younger co-workers, Alex says that a really cute chick said I could sleep with her and her two crazy girlfriends, meaning his grandmother and her two roommates. Written by Epanzik23. That's like the first that's 20 the minutes. End of it? That's the <laughs> that's end of it? it? That's it. That's the whole plot, according to Epanzik23. Uh, plot keywords include female nudity, stoner comedy, gender yeah. in title, deflowered, and product placement. Yeah. <laughs> so it's real, it's real Happy Madison territory. <laughs> it's all in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get into the stats of it all. Yeah, please. <laughs> let's barrel through this. This is, uh, of course, directed by the one and only Nicholas Goosen. Oh yeah, the Goose Man. The Gooster. The Goose Lad. Who, of course, y- you'll know is the director of the Shortcut. Oh shit! Press Y for bad films. What's that? It's a it's the untitled Goose Game Man. Oh, I play it on the Switch. It still says press Y. That's it? where press Y comes from, man. I thought you saw that. Man, you ain't a video game. You ain't a gamer. That's why you hated this film. <laughs> maybe, maybe this film does. But well, actually, so this is not Nicholas Goosen's first film. Is of it course, not? he directed uh, the Happy Madison short, A Day with the Meatball, which preceded <laughs> Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, cool. Um, two minute short film where you just follow around Adam Sandler's dog for the day. Really horribly made. Looks like something that, like, someone who has no concept of making a film would put on TikTok. Oh, so when Adam Sandler does it, it's shit. But when Chris Morris does it, then it's great. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying you don't enjoy Four Lions? Is this... Oh, no, his short film, My Wrongs. No, My Wrongs is That's following his dog. It is. It's better. It is way better. It is better. Have you watched A Day with a Meatball? No, no one has. Have I've I? seen Have you? It. Jesus. Yeah. I believe it? Um, it was on the DVD for Eight Crazy Nights. Oh, that's nice. It's on the DVD for a Sandler movie. So, uh, it would make sense if it was Eight Crazy Nights. So you watched Eight Crazy Nights and went, I want more of this wacky screwball comedy featuring a man I physically hate. No, but I was like, <laughs> I like I like going through the special features. I watched a special feature on Grandma's Boy. Did you? Yeah. Have you got this one physical? I got this one with iTunes Extras. Ooh. Yeah, so I got to check out um, uh, The Goose and uh, the cover. The Goose getting loot. Chatting about how they put the cast together for this movie. Um, I imagine they just called up Alan Covert's friends. 
No, but not for the old women. Oh, really? Oh, shit. I guess we'll get to that. We will. Uh, well, of course, this film stars Josh's good friend Alan Covert. My best bud. Uh, Linda Cardellini. Doris yeah. Roberts. Yeah. Joel David Moore of Avatar fame. And Shirley Knight. You looked confused when I said Joel David Moore of Avatar fame. Yeah, it's like, Avatar? Is he yeah. in Avatar? He's in Avatar. Oh, okay. He's there, on the planet, on Pandora. You might want to go for a little R&R. Norm Spellman. Oh, fuck, he's in all the next ones as well. <laughs> Christ. He plays the same character as he does in this. Yeah, I imagine so. He's also in uh, the infamous film The Hottie and the Naughty. Oh, shit, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, the Hottie and the Naughty is notable for one reason. Uh, in that, on the DVD cover, it said, the number one film on IMDb. And then in very small letters, it said the number one film on IMDb's bottom 100. <laughs> That's incredible. How did it fucking work? It was great. It was the, the fact that they had, like, it was, that what it was the number one film on was fantastic. Yeah. This was released on the 6th of January, 2006. All the biggest films come out the first <laughs> week of January. All the well, biggest films. People are bored. They're looking for something to do during... Dry this was, January. This was made on a budget of $5 million. Two mean machines. <laughs> Two mean machines. And uh, made a total of $6 million. Three mean machines. Um, no, because that, that's pounds to dollars again. You can't oh, yeah, get true. Confused. Yeah, it's probably um, 1.75 mean machines. When all's uh, said and done. It opened at number 13 at the box office. <laughs> oh, okay. this, is the, this is the lowest grossing film we've covered, the cheapest film we've covered, and um, the one that opened the, the lowest in the box office that we've covered. Shall I tell you what opened ahead of, what, that was ahead of it? Do you well, want to know? All 12. All 12? Yeah, go we on. We've got the time. Opening the same week, uh, number one, Hostel. Ooh. The only other new release of the week in the top 10. Hostel versus 13. Grandma's Boy. They're similar stories. They're both equally uh, life-affirming. Yeah, both about boys trying to make their way in the world, find both a new experience. feature sort of toxic masculinity. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> um, number two, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Cool. Number three, King Kong. Peter Jackson's King Kong, mm. which I quite like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> number four, mm. Fun with Dick and Jane. Oh, yeah. I think you remember I Fun that. with Dick and Jane? I think I saw that at the cinema. Me too. Yeah. Number five, Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Good shit. It should have had a better title than Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Cheaper by the, the two, dozen. two Dozen. <laughs> <laughs> What's Two Dozen? Is there a word? Cheaper by the, cheaper by the Pound. And it's about dogs. Uh, number six, uh, great film, Munich. Haven't seen. Sounds oh. good. Number seven, a film that I haven't seen. Memoirs of a Geisha. Mm. Number eight, great film. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number nine, Rumor Has It. Is that is that the one you were talking about the other day? The one that's the, like, what if your family was the basis <laughs> was of the, the graduate. graduate. <laughs> yeah, is that that one? Yeah. Christ. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's made a cool, hard $35 million so far. Fucking Number ten, The Family Stone. Which people seem to like now, but yeah, they didn't at the time. It's great. Anyway. Uh, number eleven, your fave, <laughs> The Ringer. Oh, I love The Ringer. <laughs> number one film it should have been the entire time. More number... yodering. 
More yodering. Yeah, <laughs> number one film <laughs> it should have been. Uh, number 12, uh, your boy Heath Ledger, he's Casanova. Ah, that was a film, wasn't it? That was a film. That yeah. was also a TV series with David Tennant. Mm. And then sitting there at number 13, Grandma's Boy, just uh, <laughs> just beating out Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in its eighth week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, I forgot we were talking about the film for a bit. I was just happy to go through all these other films. It only beat the eighth week of uh, Harry Potter for by like $200,000. Oh, I thought you were going to say $200. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's not, actually, no, it's $100,000. It's $100, so, yeah, not, not a huge amount. It's a long film, Goblet of Fire. I imagine people are going back to catch the final half if they fell asleep in it. I don't like my really dad enjoy that one that much. No, it's very bad. It's got the worst bad. haircuts out of any of them. It does have some bad haircuts. I think I had those haircuts at the time. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like everyone did. It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 16%. Ooh. It's not Ooh. the lowest we've had. No. I mean, the lowest we've had is zero. So. Which one was that? Master of Disguise. Yeah, 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 yeah. And last week was 9% with Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Yeah. Do you agree with the 16%? No. Would you go lower? It should be 69%, baby. No, it should be way lower. <laughs> In my opinion, this is worse than Juice, Juice 2. Mm. It's not as offensive. But it's it's worse. still very offensive. It's still very offensive. It's not as offensive. But it this is also worse. does have a monkey driving a car. <laughs> is that a pro or against? I'll leave that for you. To <laughs> I'd go down to like a ten percent, nine percent. Yeah, maybe it's on par. Actually, maybe mm. it's on par. And other comedies from this year, two thousand six. We got Talladega Nights. Yeah. Uh, Borat. Oh, my my wife. <laughs> my wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, my film of the year from 2006, Clerks 2. <laughs> Not my film of the year from 2006 anymore, but at the time. No, now it's Borat. Now it's Borat. Probably, Borat's great. Borat's good. Yeah, and no, I uh, really like Clerks 2 when I first saw it. The Breakup? Now, very bad. The Break... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what if there was a breakup? <laughs> <laughs> groundbreaking. Uh, groundbreaking up. Very um, good. And Beer Fest. Do you remember Beer Fest? Mm, was that a fake road trip? Or no, was it a Euro trip? Or was it a... Was It a, It was a Broken Lizard. Broken Lizard, that's what they're called. Yeah. It was the Super Troopers. Guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I think at the same time, there was like another one called like Beer Party. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Beer Party. It was another oh, no, it was movie that trip, had like... Beer Pong. Road Trip Beer Pong, straight to video sequel, starring uh, DJ <laughs> Qualls from the first movie. Oh, I love DJ and, Qualls um, and his pointy face. And uh, Abed from Community. No, he's not in that, is he? Yeah, he is. Fuck. I was telling you earlier, there's, there are people who really like this movie, because it has a 7.0 rating out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who With are these 77, people? With 77,000 votes. What? That's You know, it's not incredible amount of votes, but... But IDB, which can be like, gives fucking, uh, what is it, 2015, 2016 Ghostbusters, like, one out of five all yeah. the time. Like, this it's is pretty it. big. You know, this is the film that they fucking love. But the people is... who hate the female Ghostbusters love Grandma's Boy. I was going to say, is that because this is like 
Gamergate the film. <laughs> I, I have written in my notes that this is this movie is Gamergate. <laughs> <laughs> it really fucking is. Oh my god. Do you know how much this movie hates me made me made me hate myself for being a South Park fan? How just much? because why? Just because they have like South Park figures all around their oh, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, am I supposed to be associated with these people? I suppose you are. Yeah. Oh. If you've got a South Park figure or enjoy South Park in any way then you are one of these douche bigelows. I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast that South Park is my favourite film. True. You, it you is. should delete it. Just just beep it, and then you can maintain that air of mystery. <laughs> no, I want people to know. I want people to know <laughs> that I'm just as bad as Alain Covar. True. And I want everyone to know that um, Freddy as FR07, the animated film about the frog detective, that's my favourite film. I, I know that film. <laughs> I do. Isn't John Hurt like a voice in that film? Yeah. <laughs> is, uh. is your other favourite film the Australian animated film The Magic Pudding? Oh yeah, no, that's up there. Please <laughs> is the voice of The Magic Pudding. Or The Brave Little Toaster. Fuck you, Brave Little Toaster's a great film. <laughs> or Old Dogs Go to Heaven. Or, or go, Oliver and Company. Or Old Dogs Go to Heaven too. Or all dogs go to heaven. Heaven too. harder. Or I can't think of any others. Oh, well, uh... we shouldn't be talking about your favorite <laughs> films, Josh. We should be talking about our favorite film for the week. Yeah, is this the Grand... best film you've ever seen where someone comes on someone else's mum? Um, well, technically, <laughs> technically, anyone could be a mum, I guess. Uh, okay, is this the best? For... I'll rephrase. Is this the best film you've ever seen where a main character comes on a um? another named character's mum. Again, a, a guy could come on his wife and she'd be somebody's mum, a named character's mum. Right. Is this your favourite No, favorite Josh, this film? isn't the best film. This is not my best film in any <laughs> shape imaginable. Even, uh, even if this is the only one that has that, it's still not the best. No. I mean, it's not, because you could kind of count, you know, um, American Pie. Who comes on someone's mum in America? Stifler's mum. She's got it going on. Well, she gets, she gets, yeah, I guess. She gets some cum on her. I see. <laughs> anyway, covered. Let's talk about this film. So this film is, so this film is directed by the Goose, the Nick Goosen, the Gooseman, um, and written by and starring Alan Cover and uh, what's his shitty face, um, Nick Swardson. Nick Swardson. Yeah. Who's also in it. And uh, also written by Barry Wernick. So who the fuck knows who Barry Wernick is? I've never heard that name ever before. Oh, he's a producer on Rules of Engagement. Oh, Boom. makes sense. <laughs> there we go. Link made. <laughs> That's probably why someone else shows up in this film as well. This film very much feels like Adam Sandler being like, yeah, I'll give Alan Cover a chance to be the star of a movie. Because mm. I can see a world in which Adam Sandler plays the lead character. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I still don't think it'd be very good. No, it'd be still, it'd still be terrible. But so this is Alan Cover's. I think it's his only leading role in a yeah, movie, as it should be. His style of comedy in this is basically commenting on the people around him. Yes, who are strange, and he is the only normal person. He's the only normal guy, despite him, as I mentioned before. Um, very early on in the film, jacking off over a a doll, 
And then a, a doll that is supposed to be Lara Croft, but they couldn't get the rights to a Lara Croft doll, so it's oh, just shit. Barbie. Oh, is the, oh, okay, right. Yeah, no. Is that better? No, I mean, none of it's good. None of it's good. Yeah, he jacks off over the doll. He's dirty talking to it, and then Nick Swardson's mum walks in. He turns around, and he can't stop coming. It's good yeah. comedy that. Well, they're, they're right. What is it like? He's just like he sees Nick Swardson. Uh, in like feely pajamas, and he's like, uh, "Nice pajamas." And Swanson's like, "Oh, my roommate's bored for me." And he goes, "Your roommates? Who are your parents?" Like, it just feels like, yeah, it feels like a guy who is so happy to punch down. Oh yeah, big time, or just punch <laughs> around anywhere he's gonna punch. And yet, the film at the same time is like, "Oh, this guy, he's so old. He shouldn't be a video game tester at thirty-five." Yeah, there's no fucking... Well, I guess there is a kind of journey for him, which is like... No, there isn't, Josh. There really isn't. He doesn't change throughout the whole movie. No, he doesn't doesn't change, no. Like, like, it's so fucking weird, this movie. It's just nothing. It's called Grandma's Boy. But the fact that he, like, goes to live with his grandma is so irrelevant. I know. (laughs) It's so true. There's no story that, like, him and his grandma sort of come together. He just loves his grandma... Uh, yeah, and and that's she helps him out a bit at the end. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a grandma's boy, like a mama's boy. Like he was going to be like he would have to move in with his grandmother, but you know, like there's a bit where they ask him to do chores, and he's kind of like, oh, he doesn't even go like, Ugh. he just like does it. But he's not like he's the not happy about so, it. He's the not chore ha- montage is so fucking boring because he just does chores. Yeah, it's really shit. Yeah, there's no... He's not happy about doing it, which is kind of what you want from, like, a mama's boy. Someone who's, like, obsequious and is like, yeah, no, let me do that. I'll do that. I'm a good boy. Or you want someone who's the opposite, who's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. And it's like a man-child in the other way, which is how I can see Adam Sandler playing it. But instead, you just get this weird, neutral... He just does it. He doesn't complain. He doesn't enjoy it. It's just happening. It's just how chores happen in real life, where it's like, I can see a need for doing this. I'm not going to complain. I'm not happy there's, about it. There's no sort of like any conflict in this movie is immediately like erased. Like, I know. oh, I couldn't do my uh, level checking because my grandma was watching the TV, and then like the next day he's done it. Yeah, five minutes later. <laughs> five minutes later in the film, he's like, I need to pull an all-nighter, so I'm going to send my grandma to an antiques roadshow convention. Done. That's it. That's Done. It. Um, he gets his video game idea stolen from him, and he's like, oh no, and then his grandma is like, actually, he did make it. And he did make okay. it, and everyone's like, okay, yeah, you did. That's the last, tw- that's the only bit of conflict, and it's the last 20 minutes of the film. Up until then, it's just an endless parade of nothing happening but well, sexism, and then a the giant party scene. of going to a uh, organic restaurant and being affronted <laughs> by the lack of food that they usually eat. There's the no meat, they... there's no grease, there's no fat. That's what all we want, because we're men, we're red-blooded men, Americans. We want gout. It's the only time in one of these films where I've, like, been on David Spade's side. <laughs> you know what? I This really shames me, but <laughs> as soon as he walked on, I smiled. <laughs> so it's like, here we go. Maybe something halfway decent could or not even halfway decent but something that's just not monotonous boredom he was all right in it david spade he made me smile he made me smile a lot what did you think of uh, the other cameo schneider oh he looks so thin 
I, I, so my note in this is that <laughs> Schneider looks younger in this than he did in European yeah. Gigolo, which makes me wonder how long this film had been sitting on the shelf. Oh shit, that's really true. It could have been on the shelf a long, long time. I feel like it probably was. Nobody wants to release this. Absolutely not. What They were waiting for the worst January on record and just like, just fucking put <laughs> no, it like, out put here. Put it up against Hostel. Yeah, done. <laughs> They're similar, similar vibes. Um, Actually, it is quite good programming because everyone who would have gone and seen this film would have gone to Hostel. One thing I, I noticed, so this came out in 2006, a few months earlier, uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin came out, which Ooh. I think is like the infinitely superior version of this film. Yeah, God, so true. Like, like down to just when it opened and you had uh, Alan Cover and Jonathan Loughran playing video games... I just immediately I was taken into uh, you know what makes you gay, which is not yeah. an appropriate joke anymore, but I no, remember but... finding it very funny at the time. <clears throat> yeah, no, far I funnier had... than Jonathan Loughran yelling, "No, you're a hooker." Yeah, I had exactly the same thought. Like I didn't write it down, but watching it, I was like, "This seems so familiar." And then I was like, "Oh my god, did this film invent the whole like we're just going to leave the camera rolling and people are going to just ad lib?" But but it just did it really shit. <laughs> like, there's no banter whatsoever. There's no comedy. It's just people going like, I am beating you. No, you are the one who is being beaten. I am beating you. But there's no like, I'm going to rip your face off and stuff it down a diamond mine. And uh, being I'm like, ripping I'm off your head and throwing it at your body. That, yeah, that, brilliant. Yeah, that's the joke from 40-Year-Old Virgin. 40-Year-Old um, Virgin came out, yeah, it's just a few months before this. And I'm just like... It deals with a similar sort of section of masculinity. Yeah. It's so much funnier. It's so much smarter about what it does. It, it feel, not it's that so this film is human. aiming for smart jokes, but it's like, it's insane to think that Alan Covert, who's been in enough films, worked on enough films, would think that this would be the right thing to make his sort of leading man debut with. This film yeah. also stars Jonah Hill, who also makes an appearance in uh, Four Year Old Virgin. I know that was so weird, him showing up. I, it, well, this is like it his felt third like a ray film. of sun. Was it? Yeah. What else is he in? Four Year Old Virgin. Yeah. Oh, he's one... the shoes kid. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. And he's great. Is that line of "I just want to take these shoes home so I can wear them"? Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that when I was 15 and thinking, like, this guy is hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> a star is born. A star is, and he was in I Heart Huckabees as well. Fuck, of course. Oh. He's also in an episode of NYPD Blue. Brilliant. But yeah, I mean, he's got this this year, and he's got... Um, he's also going to pop up in Click. And he's also got another film that I feel like he's playing the same role in this as he did, and that is Accepted. Do you ever see Accepted? No, I'm guessing that's a uni comedy. Has it got Luke Wilson in it? No, that's no. old school. Yeah. Um, accepted is um, Justin Long. Justin Long. Justin that's Long it. doesn't get into the uni he wants to, so he invents his own one. Brilliant. And uh, he lives in a town called uh, South Harmon, and he calls it the South Harmon Institute of Technology, which stands Very good. Shit. Good um, acronym. And uh, Jonah Hill just plays the sort of chubby guy. He's getting the chubby chubster. He's the fun-loving attractive women. And the joke is that, oh, it's an attractive woman with a slightly with a portly man. Oh, it's good that they do that exact same thing in this film as well, where Jonah Hill spends an entire party scene that goes on for 20 minutes with his mouth wrapped around a woman's tit. That woman is played by Heidi Hawking. We say the names. Um, yeah, all right. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> that was the moment where I had I had to watch this movie in two sittings because I couldn't watch it all in one sitting. <laughs> but I had to turn uh... off as soon as she took her top off, and uh, I just was like, I can't watch any more of this. Not not now. Which made you feel grottier? Was it that bit, or was it the bit where they make Linda Cardellini do a singy song and do a sexy dance? To... I barely even remember that. I can't. Oh, what song was it? A song. A song, yeah, a song. I mean, it's such a stand-up moment. Because I have you seen the uh, the poster for this film? No, oh, it's push like it. A, oh, Salt it's and push, pepper, right. push he it. Sings push it. Hilarious. The poster for this film is sort of like um, an Animal House style, seventies maybe, drawn poster Ugh. featuring moments from the film, and Linda Cardellini's character is just holding a microphone. So clearly, that moment was big enough to stand out to make it onto the poster. That's the showstopper. Yeah, so this this is one of those films where I mean, it's a, it's a real stoner comedy, mm. but in the worst way. Yeah, <laughs> I really. It's a film hate... that mistakes being stoned for being funny. Yeah, 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 big time. I really hate the bit where it's just Peter Dante and uh, Alan Covert. Boy, Peter Dante, I, you I'm... like Peter Dante? No, I know, I love him, obviously. And my one of my first—he <laughs> looks great in this. Film. One of my first notes of the film was like, "God, Peter Dante is so fucking fit," and I really want to see a world where like Peter Dante like didn't go down this path somehow and became like Keanu Reeves. I would love to see just like him not be in a Happy Madison movie. I'd like yeah, to see him just please. like as a support in just a normal anything. Movie. Just a normal. He could be. He could even be the funny friend. Apparently, he's, he's in Stuck on You, which you know I've seen Stuck on You a lot of times, and I do not really. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, he is fucking buff in this film. He is just, like a just golden just god. One more thing on Stuck on You. Yeah. I used to have a cardboard cutout of Stuck on You in my bedroom when I was a teenager. Good lord. Are you the real grandma's boy? No. <laughs> grandma's boy wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's exactly what a grandma's boy would say. He wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, Peter Dante fucking fit. But anyway, the scene I hated was when it's just Peter Dante talking to Alan Cover's character, Alex. Is that his yes. name? Yeah. And he's just like listing off weed names. And it's well, just like, I, yeah, here's the Mexican stoner, here's the something, and then he's like, this one will literally turn you into a deer. Yeah. I hate it. According to Nick Swardson, yeah. uh, Peter Dante was given fake weed, but Peter Dante decided to then go get his own weed, so for each retake of uh, that scene, he was lighting up real bong hits. Swardson stated that Peter, after the take, said he couldn't feel his legs and needed to go to the hospital. <laughs> Classic Dante. <laughs> The, Is that why they he, gave him his own name in this film so that he'd remember when to respond like to his lines? One of the only oh. moments that I didn't laugh at all during this film, but I exhaled positively. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah. And one of them is when, um, at the end, when Kevin Nealon is listing off his dream. And then Peter Dante just goes, oh, man, who do you get your weed from? And Kevin Neal just looks at him, from you, Dante. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, that Mr. Just Weasel, like, or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah that got a, that got a half laugh from me. It got a I good just, smile. I got a, uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good joke for this film. The, Although, other, the other one that made me go, ah, was um, when Nick Swartzen was showing off his car bed. And he yeah. goes... 
uh, my parents are thinking of upgrading it soon. They might get me some rims or a CB radio to talk to other car beds with. <laughs> so it's like, that's quite a novelty. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's quite nice. I didn't laugh at that. I only, laughed, <laughs> I only got my half laugh at where do you get your weed from you, Dante? And um, what was his name? And David Spade just starting screaming at them about like bean sprout quesadillas. I don't know. I don't know. It was a real like looking for gems in a pile of manure. Kind of yeah, it's, it's not fun. So let's talk about everybody's favourite character, Doctor Shackaloo. Doctor Shackaloo. Why? Why is that character? Every, every minority in this film is a stereotype. Oh my god! Yeah, Dante, Peter Dante just collects stereotypes. Yes. He he starts and, off and animals, and animals. He starts off like just him, and then suddenly he has a witch doctor. Did you? Did you think you didn't get enough of Dr. Shackaloo in this movie? Um, I could have done with a bit more, yeah. Well, don't worry. <laughs> oh, no. Because Dr. Shackaloo returns. No. As Father Shackaloo. Father, okay. In, in That's My Boy. Good lord. So, so uh, what, he's renounced... Son of us. The deep son of us. So he's on. renounced whatever religion he is at this point and has joined... Christianity is that what's happened? Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he starts off with Doctor Shackaloo, and then he um, gets a an Asian man who is a Taekwondo instructor to teach his monkey to teach his oh. monkey Taekwondo. The monkey is a is a high point of the movie for me. Well, you know Just what it means. The, it means it's a movie with a monkey in it, which gets a no. half star bump. No, it's a movie, not just a monkey. Oh, what's this monkey been in? Is this the same monkey that played Pericles in Tim Burton's Planet <laughs> of the Apes? No, I thought it was the same monkey that uh, was in uh, fucking Jay and Silent Bob. But no. No, that's does... an orangutan. Yeah, I don't remember. What does this monkey do, Jack? It drives a car. No, not just drives a car. <laughs> I don't know what this is. What does it do? Does the monkey jerk off? No, monkey doesn't does it... jerk off. What does Plays it do? Plays a video game. No, it doesn't just play a video game. You're really skirting around the issue here. What does it do? Does it get stoned? No. Mate, does it do business? business. <laughs> yeah, it's the um, editor and chimp. Oh no, what's the other one? The barefoot executive. Hail to the chimp. Hail to the chimp. No, it doesn't do those things. I mean, it does do all of those things. What does it do, Jack? What is happening? What does it do? I don't know. <laughs> what does a monkey do, Jack? What's a recurring segment of our show? <laughs> it's, oh, it's an angry animal. <laughs> it's an angry it's well, I mean, the lion as well, but the lion's off screen. Yeah, the lion's off screen, but the monkey, you see it jump down some stairs and Taekwondo rip uh, Alan Kovert's head off or something. But yeah, it means we've got another two weeks in a row, he gets, Jack. He an gets aggressive a black animal eye attack. He does. From, from the, uh, which causes him to lie and say that his, his roommates beat him up sexually. Yeah, to which everyone's just like, hey, cool work, guy. He's being and abused. They, it's very strange. And then, like, Jonah Hill thinks that that's appropriate to tell Linda Cardellini. Yeah, I don't fucking... I, I, I did miss this out. Despite the film only just grossing $6 million on its original release, it made over $50 million in DVD sales. No. Oh, shit. So it is a proper, like, cult stoner classic. Yeah. I remember, like, kids at, uh, like, my sixth form being like, oh, mate, have you seen Grandma's Boy? I can see, again, it's one of those films where it's just a loose set of, like, set pieces, isn't it? But it's just one of those films where people think, like, oh, because it's got drugs in it, it's cool. Like Pulp you know? Fiction. 
No, because Pulp Fiction is actually good. <laughs> That's true. Fear like, and Loathing. Like, blow. Fear and Loathing's good. It's all right. Um, look. Yes. Uh, uh, they're on a par. They're both great. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It's... It, yeah it's people looking for representation on screen and i guess people and also maybe for like 12 year olds this is aspirational to be like i'm a 35 year old i don't have to pay rent i live with my grandma who feeds me and occasionally she accidentally gets stoned uh it's funny that this film came out the same year as clerks too because it's another sort of slacker comedy it's also not great and it's also got racist moments yes but yeah it's vastly superior Fuck. to this film. I forgot about just how racist Clerks 2 is. It's very strange, Clerks 2. I like how it predates Mad Men for including a weeb boss. Okay. And, you do you know, think this was the first one to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> it must have done that. Uh, yeah, so instead of Burt Cooper, you get this guy played by Kevin Nealon? Kevin yes. Here's a question I have about this film. Yeah, go on. We barely talked about the the old ladies. Oh yeah, the the, the grandmas. Because they're so fucking unimportant to the movie. What are you talking about? One of them is one of them is has dementia. I found that very sad. For I that really hated it. I really hated it. I really didn't like that. She's an Academy Award nominated actress. Is she? Yeah. The what other for? one is uh, I can't remember some film. Something. Um, the other one is an Academy Award winning actress. Who? Um, and for what? For what? Uh, if I leave Shirley Jones. All right. So Shirley Jones was an Academy Award. She plays Grace in this movie. The sort of sexually the sexy one. The sex. The sex lady. The sex grandma. The yeah. fuck grandma. She won uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role in a movie called Elma Gantry, mm. where I believe she uh, plays a prostitute. She was also the mum on The Partridge Family, ah. which is why they were sort of like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if she was sexy? Um, yeah, I guess so. Yes, and then uh, she was uh, actually Shirley Knight, who plays B, the, uh, the older lady with dementia, who unfortunately passed away last year. Oh, sad. Uh, she R. was R. nominated against... Um, Shirley Jones uh, for Best Actress Supporting Role for Sweet Bird of Youth and then nominated again for The Dark at the Top of the Stairs. Mm. This is, of course, not the last time we'll see her in a Happy Madison film. Is it not? Josh, you should know this. Josh, you should know this. <laughs> She's only Paul Blart's mum. I was going to say, is she the mum from Paul Blart? Fuck. <laughs> okay. But I was just, I was wondering if, uh, you know, these. Academy Award nominated actresses and winning actresses, and of course uh, Emmy Award winner Doris Roberts as Grandma Lily. Yeah, and they were just sitting around being like, "Why? What, what are we doing here?" But if you watch this casting video that I watched yesterday, oh, no. they were <laughs> like, "We love it. It's a chance for us to just not be ourselves. It's a chance for us to just break all the conceptions about ourselves." So and I just sad. think it's just a sad indictment of how Hollywood treats older women. Yeah, I mean, it's really a doing... A script like this comes along, and that is what is a breakout role. Yeah. Then again, at the same time, June Squibb and Hubie Halloween, fantastic. It is really good, but it's the t-shirts <laughs> that make it. 
Yeah, I mean, it does sort of like, it follows the kind of like skins formula for a bit, where it's like, what if old people do young things? Is that you the know? skins formula? Yeah, it happens all the time. Or it's like, what if, what if old people do young things? So you've got like old people like smoking weed and banging, listening to heavy metal around places. Or what if, what if big issue sellers were actually really posh? Oh, or, Posh Kenneth. Huh? Posh Kenneth. Well, not Posh Kenneth. Oh yeah, or know. Posh Kenneth. Yeah, yeah. I don't what know, if? Mate. What if a like, guy... my, I haven't seen Skins since I was like thirteen. <laughs> oh really? But you're missing out. I watch it every day. Every day. I have you ever watched the American Skins? I ha no. <laughs> I heard it was very good though. Did you? No. Oh yeah, Posh <laughs> Kenneth's whole thing is like, what if a guy talks like a rude boy, but he's actually posh, aka all of Twitter. But it's just, um, for these old women... Well, hey, how old does it think Shirley Jones is? 96. Yeah, I was wondering this, because if he's 35... Well, I'm 31 and my grandma's 95, one of them, the other one's So Shirley Jones is talking about, like, giving handjobs to Charlie Chaplin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, and and she agreed that she lived through the First World War. (laughs) Well, you know, this film was released in 2006, so... She'd only have had to have been, what, 106? Something like that. It's coming up on 100. <laughs> At least. Yeah, she could be. She's definitely and, not. And, you know, Charlie Chaplin was alive until the 80s, so there's plenty of time to give him a handjob. I just, I, I did not laugh. I didn't even positively exhale. <laughs> but the line after Nick Swanson has had sex with Shirley Jones and she decrees him to be the three thousandth person she slept with. Mm. Nick Swanson rolling over and just saying, "Should have worn a condom." That was all right. Was it? That was fine. Was it for that situation? That's What's funny okay about bumper. it? It's just because because she, she's that joke hates women. People. That joke hates women. Does it? Yeah, it goes. You oh. should wear a condom. You should be so, should practice safe sex. Josh. No, you should. Yeah, you should. But it's not. It's not a joke. It's just a statement of fact. Anyway. Because the joke um, there is like she slept with so many people, she's got sexual health issues. Well, the joke there is that she slept with three thousand people, Josh. I know, but we shouldn't. Three thousand is a lot of people. It only takes one. I don't know what I'm trying to say. If but it only know, takes like, one, why is she sleeping <laughs> with three thousand? It's just, it's just a bad joke of just like, oh, she slept around, therefore she's dirty. You know? Yeah, I guess. This. It's, it's, it's shit. For. It's shit. It's shit. Um, All of it's shit. Did you have? Did you have the uh, issue <clears throat> that I had, in which the term du- uh, "douche bigelow" is used? Yeah, I really Rob hate Schneider that. So they in exist the in the same universe. Yeah, I don't like that. Very bad. It raises too many questions. <laughs> too many questions. Too many questions. Yeah. Should we talk about JP? I mean, I love talking about myself, but we should talk about the film. Lol, this is a joke because Josh's initials are JP. It's very good. Oh, it's man, very it's good joke. The initials of a character in this movie. Oh. I mean, the, the villain of the movie. The villain, the sort of vague villain of the movie. Who, like, everyone... Right, this is another thing I don't get. Alan Covert works in a games company. Yeah. JP is, like, the creative director of this games company. He's like the visionary... He's like Hideo Kojima. 
and if yet, Hideo Kojima never went to school. If Hideo Kojima never went to school, he'd be like and and wore exclusively Matrix clothes and also thought he was a robot for no reason. Then that does he kind JP. of remind you of a shit Kylo Ren? Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I didn't <laughs> that's think my about, note at yeah. one point when he sort of like starts freaking out and throwing his stuff around. I was like, it's like when Kylo Ren has that freak out in Force <laughs> Awakens. Do you think maybe Adam Driver watched this film and was like, "Fuck, I really like that guy's energy." <laughs> Could be. But anyway, yeah, like, he he is someone who's, like, integral to this company. Because he's creating these allegedly phenomenal games that are doing really, really well. These There's... games all got... They're all real games, you know. Um, Well, the names aren't. The names aren't. Because one of my things was, like, no one has produced a game called something like Eternal Doom Slayer 3 for, like... 15 years before eternal death slayer eternal death slayer 3 is is the kind of game it's like fucking bone saw or whatever that game is. what's the game in the simpsons bone crusher bone, bone storm bone storm like bone, bone saw is the wrestler from the first spider-man movie. <laughs> shit just because he goes that line like um, everyone's like are you ready and he just goes bonesaw is ready yeah <laughs> bonestorm no one Crazy. makes games called fucking bonestorm like and they weren't at this like we're talking about fucking metal gear solid 3 is coming out this time like great game snake eater uh gta 3 san andreas is probably out around this kind of time like fucking games have moved on beyond fucking eternal death slayer 3 Demonic yeah. was a game called Demonic Ooh. and the game developer Terminal Reality lent the footage to the film but the game was cancelled before the film's no. release oh that's so the sad footage remains and so the only existing sort of part of this film that this game is from this uh, film well it was supposed to come out on the Xbox 360 well, it's nice which is to see not what, what they're playing play. it on in the film no they're playing it on a normal Xbox it's also nice to see what could have been and the fact that it's like this demon has unlimited powers. But what I'm trying to say is JP is like the godhead of this company. And yet every, like no one in that company has any respect for him whatsoever. Like none. No one's scared of him. He doesn't seem to have any power. This is just like a weird nightmare factory that isn't real. I should just say the Eternal Death Slayer 3 is a modified version of Blood Rain 2. Fine. <laughs> Maybe people are making games called things like Blood Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Two. Um, yeah, like, no one has any fucking respect for him. No one's scared of him. Which just isn't... He's not a very... Like, for the baddie of the movie, this movie needs... For, for someone... Is Alex a loser? He feels like a loser. He is a loser, yeah. You need a sort of shooter McGavin type yeah, for this yeah. movie. You, like the Kevin Nealon character would be a better villain. Yeah, but he's just like again, he's too passive. You've got Alan Covert, who Alan Covert, he's passive. You've got JP, who's just weird and off on his own world. You've got Kevin Nealon, who's again weird and off in his own world. Linda Cardellini, fine. Not the baddie. Not the baddie. Um, Jonah Hill could have been a baddie. Like uh, Nick Swardson could have been the baddie. You know, he could have found That's out it, just about... everyone, yeah, like... The, the fact is that the villain in this is so pathetic that when it comes down to, like, his final, like, villain challenge, you're just like, oh, man, like, 
he's going to be so easy to defeat because he's so crap. He's so crap and weird. And did you like his last line? What was it like? Where he does his robot voice to Linda Cardellini of like sit on my face. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. His his best joke is when he says that he didn't go to school, and he says, "So it doesn't what well, doesn't matter if I don't know what a civil war is." So it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, he will in about um, for, in about in about twelve S- years. Five, five, yeah, in about yeah. ten years, he'll he'll know exactly what a civil war is. <laughs> he Captain makes a America joke at versus, one point uh, that I really didn't understand. Yeah, which one? Um, he says that he learned to play Zelda before he could walk. Yeah, or he completed Zelda before he could walk. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, I was thinking about getting an operation to get metal legs." <laughs> and I was just like, "So wait." <laughs> Is the joke that he couldn't walk? He, he's walking now. When was he getting the operation? When he was a baby, or like? No, I don't. I, I don't think those two jokes are, are related. But they're right after each other. I know other, they're Josh, right after each other, and they're both can, about walking. I can say words like dog and cat, but they're not related, even though they are both animals. No, they are related. <laughs> if you say dog and cat, they're related. <laughs> I don't. I've never met a cat that has a dog relative. No. <laughs> but you see, I, they're not related jokes. I think that I think I I can see. You don't. They can't do that. You can't you have can. two jokes right you next can. to each other about the same thing and not have them be connected. Also, one of them isn't a joke. One of them is just I was thinking about getting metal legs. I think that's just because he's he's got a robot complex. I think we've it's... not seen his robot complex yet. No, I know, but I... oh, that's true. I think it's just like free form association that he's he talks about walking and then he goes I'm thinking about getting metal legs. I think that's literally it. I think it's just meant to be he's like a weird genius man but who is an idiot who says the first thing that comes into his head, kind of like kind of like us boy. You know? <laughs> no. No, Maybe that's why we hate this movie. Oh no, I really hate it. And what I really hate about his character is that he listens to my favourite portion of the Apex twin song Window Licker while he makes games. And I was like, oh no. And he also wears all black and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and his name is JP. His name's JP and I was like, oh no. But I don't well, think Well at least I'm a robot. I didn't associate him with you, I associated him with Adam Driver. Well that's good, yeah. This film is like a straight, like a real sort of, it's a real non-entity. Were you refreshed to have another protagonist who just keeps telling hot women that they're in love with him until it happens? No, I I noticed in my notes (laughs) I've got the the line of, you're a hot woman swimming in a sea of virgins, and then next to it I just wrote, this film is Gamergate. Yeah, (laughs) 100%. And especially when it's like, when there's a scene where he, Alan Covert goes in and sees Linda Cardellini in her office and he's like you're not what I expected for a project manager and she's like what because I'm a woman and he's like no because you're cool or something and it's just like oh so yeah it's a very lazily written movie Uh, what's the review I read earlier Uh, oh it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, describes this film as lazy and unrewarding and he couldn't agree more yeah it is. It does feel really lazy. The last act has like two scenes that just switch to hand cam. Oh my god! Yeah, did, I, that. Oh, like what the fuck are they doing? It suddenly turns into into Children of Men for like two shots. It goes it's into really shaky weird. hand it's just cam. Like they felt like they just ran out of time and they were like, okay, we'll just do it all in a one And it's all like, yeah, it's like that kind of like fisheye bird Birdman. 
yeah, style. It's, like it's the crazy. Camera, and it's just like clearly, it's like just some guy holding like a hand cam, <laughs> just swiveling around. It's oh. so wrong. Sorry, Nick Goosen. This is shit. You piece of shit. Oh, Look at yourself so in the mirror. About the shortcut. Yeah. Well, I feel like Sandler must be like oh. he just doesn't trust Nick Goosen enough. He's like, I'll give him Grandma's Boy and the shortcut, and that's it. That's it. That's your go. I can't, a day with the meatball. I can't believe that Heidi Hawking's character name is oh, Milkmaid. Milk yeah, I hate this film. I really hate this film. None of no one should watch it. None of you should watch it. Oh my God, the guy who shot this shot video drone. No. Yeah. Oh, I love Videodrome. Now I can never watch it again. And I already was toying with never watching it again just because of um, What's-His-Face being in it. James Woods. James Woods. <laughs> and it's crazy. He shot like a load of Cronenberg movies. He shot Videodrome, The Dead Zone, The Fly. The Fly looks incredible. God. Oh, he shot, and then he shot a load of Farrelly Brothers movies. He shot Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> he shot There's something about Mary. Films I actually think do look very good. Yeah. And then, and then he shot The Ringer and Grandma's Boy and Big Mama's House 2 back to back. It's terrible. Um, shot American Pie 2. It's a great looking film. Shot Robocop 2. Oh shit, man. This guy. Don't had... look at it. Don't look at it, Jack. It'll just make you really sad. What was the last thing he shot? Something called Jungle. Himself. How dare you say that? <laughs> Say what I Didn't. want. I'm still quite upset that Shirley Knight died. Uh, ten years ago. Last year. Last year. That's ten <laughs> years ago to me. Um, Can I mention the wor- one of one of my le- so I <clears throat> I enjoy playing video games a lot. I hate, I like playing video games. Yeah, we both do. I hate gamer humor a lot of the time. Yeah, because it's it's just really shitty and it's crap and it. It is Gamergate a lot of the time. All the people are Gamergate people. Unless it's something nice like, you know, the Please Retweet series on Polygon or anything Polygon does where it's just like nice and inclusive and also funny. I don't know any of this. Oh man, you should watch it. Um, Or, you know, like dumb memes but not racist shit or sexist shit. Anyway, but like this film is not written by people who know games. I guess this is what I was trying to say earlier. Like there's a joke. There's a joke in this film. Where the punchline is that Alan Covert is talking to Linda Cardellini and she's like, I used to, I'm not, she says, I'm not like other girls. When other girls were out drinking with friends or doing makeup, I was at home completing Super Mario. To which he says, Super Mario, nice name drop. Yeah. Super Mario is the most famous fucking video game character of all time. What is the But, but... <laughs> Uh, when uh, JP is showing Demonic to Mr. Cheezle, Mr. Cheezle says it's very uh, Miyamoto. It's very Miyamoto! That's a, that's a ref. That is a reference, but also... That's a Sh- deep cut. Shigeru Miyamoto would never make a game in any way like Demonic. Unless maybe he's talking about me- Metroid, but like, not even that. I fucking I hate it! It's so awful. It's so I- awful. I'm remembering lines that again I might have exhaled positively at, and uh, yeah. just um, just uh, Doris Roberts playing the video game, and her saying, "Oh well, I hate violence, but drugs are bad." So <laughs> I this hate is drug okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, it's fine. Did you think this? Uh, do you think uh, 
Alan Cover just wanted to do a movie of rapping grannies. Yeah, it's if it's just he wants to get he just wants to get stoned. He wants to bang Linda Cardellini. He wants to hide the fact that he's incredibly balding at this point. He's also ten years older than Linda Cardellini. Jesus Christ! Well, it's not as bad as um as Rob Schneider being twenty yeah. years old. <laughs> it's not as bad. The it's woman so who bad. he cast himself. Yeah. I'm sure Cover cast Linda Cardellini. Yeah. So we talk about the party scene. Do you want to talk about the party scene at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, what is there to say? Nothing he, really. he gets the grandma stones. It goes stones. on for a long time. It goes on for like twenty minutes. <laughs> it's like it's like the biggest part of the movie. It really is. Do you think that is their Animal House moment? Like if they've got the front I th- cover, I think that is just them having a party and getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably it's true. It's like you know how Grown Ups is just Sadler's vacation with friends. You don't know that. Yeah. Oh, Grown Ups one. Yeah. yeah. No, Grown Ups two is even more that. <laughs> you just out. you fucking wait. Just like poor Blood Two is that, fuck. There's a pattern. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it kicks off here. <sighs> um, I should just say, uh, Adam Sandler's biggest contribution to this film is when Jonathan Loughran yells the line I mentioned earlier. No, you're a hooker. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Adam Sandler came up with that line on on set on the day. <laughs> <laughs> what a comic genius he is. <laughs> I'm so glad that the sensei was around to consult on this on this juvenile. I just love project. how it's written in, in the um in the IMDB trivia. The line, you're a hooker in the opening sequence was an idea of Adam Sandler's that he suggested on the day of the shoot. Fucking hell. <laughs> like it's a good line. Oh. I hate Did you line. like that Kevin Nash was one of the movers at the beginning of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Rob Schneider doing another foreign accent. That was good. Yeah, no. What was it? Greek? Who knows? Who bloody cares at this point? Awful. Um, I like that Kevin... No, what's his name? Jonathan Loughran's whole thing was that he just couldn't stay away from sex workers. Good shit. And you get to see him with them. You get to see him at the party. I like the the nod to Scorsese with the walking through the party shot. (laughs) That was great. I enjoyed the uh, skin soundtrack with Block Party and Maximo Park. (laughs) Oh no, rather, it's uh, the in-betweeners, isn't it? It's, it's way in-between, is he? Josh, who is your MVP of this movie? Wait, no. Surely there must be some awards. Oh, do we do awards first? I can never remember. Yeah. Uh, there's there's an award. There's two awards. Is it? Yeah. Um, not listed on IMDb, but um, I'm glad I, I found these. This award is now, I believe, discontinued. Not <laughs> anymore. Was but it discontinued to... after this film won it? No, no, there was. Uh, this wasn't a regular award. It didn't have. It happened in two thousand six, right? Then uh, it happened next in two thousand nine, <laughs> and then twenty ten, and it hasn't happened since. What the fuck is this award? <laughs> this is the High Times Stony Awards. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> um, this one, best stoner movie. Yeah. Doesn't tell you what it was up against. Just says. Best Stone movie. The show was co- the show was co-hosted by uh, Red Man and Doug Benson. So you know who's Doug Benson? He is a sort of famous stoner comedian. Man. Yeah, he hosts that podcast. Doug loves movies. Oh, okay. So you got yeah, one best stoner movie, and also one best pot scene in a movie. Cool. Just looking at what what other things were nominated at the Stone Best movie drama. So it is a, a scanner darkly. Oh fuck! Yeah, no, it makes sense. That's about drugs, isn't it? Yeah, sort of. 
Um, Doug Benson also won Stoner of the Year. That oh, seems shit, rigged. I, I missed out. Best actor in a movie was Alan Cover. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. Um, oh. You also had uh, Jennifer Aniston win Best Actress in a Movie for Friends with Money. So that's that's the awards. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> it was just the High Times Awards. Good shit. It 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 doesn't deserve better. It doesn't deserve worse. That's exactly what it deserves. I just want to say that the the 2009 awards only gave out four awards. <laughs> Best and actor, still Alan Cover. No, it was it was just Stoner Movie of the Year for Adventureland. Yeah. Stoner of the Year, Brian Griffin from Family Guy. Jesus Christ. Stonette of the Year, Kristen Stewart in Adventureland. Yeah. And Best TV Show, something called Attack of the Show 420 <clears throat> Special. Brilliant. The really furthering the cause. Back. Yeah. Please bring these back. What? I mean, are there stoner movies anymore? Not really. I feel like the last one was Pineapple Express, and then everyone just went, oh, these are fucking shit now. I like Pineapple Express. I guess um, The Night Before, which I rewatched over Christmas, yeah. that had some... That had some stoner comedy. It's kind of like weed's kind of gone out of fashion in films, hasn't it? Or it's like it's lost. Everyone's kind of over it now. So whenever you see yeah, people smoking weed, everybody saw Grandma's Boy and was like, "Oh, this, this, this is can't better this." Well, no, like when people smoke weed in shows and films now, it's not like, like what was that film we watched the other week, where it's like any drug just gives you hallucinogenics. That was Juice Bigelow. That was Juice. Oh yeah, no, that was Juice Bigelow. That was last week. Like people got over that now, where it's just like people, if they smoke weed in films or TV, it's just like they're just having it. They chill out. I they guess... don't get like mad munchies or like giggles. They're just there's like the... normal people. There's the scene where they do. Is it, do they do MDMA in uh, Booksmart? Oh no, they do ayahuasca uh, in yeah. Booksmart. Um... See, that's different. It has kind of moved, doesn't it? It's now like Mandy, or it's like LSD, mm. or uh, like MCAT, <laughs> or something like that, you know? Crap. How do you feel about the Harold and Kumar movies, Josh? Yeah. I mean, I, I liked like the, the first Harold one when I was a kid. I like the first one. It's been a while since I've seen the second one. I remember the third one being quite fun. Mm. Is that Guantanamo? No, third one's Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. 3D Christmas movie. It's funny. Also, I went to see it in 3D. Did you? <laughs> of course you did. It's funny looking at the first one and being like, they made Neil Patrick Harris like a meme, and then he got part. He became part of like the biggest TV show of the noughties or like late noughties early. But do you think 20s. it was because of Harold and Kumar? Yeah, big time. They bring him back from the dead. You know? Yeah, he's in all of them. He's in all of them, and I reckon they put him back in people's minds, and then everyone went, "Let's put him in Gone Girl." You know, maybe maybe we do a very uh, a, a truly happily Kumar. Harold and Kumar. No, I don't want that. Only truly three. Haroldly and Kumar. Kumar. Yeah, we could. It's only three episodes. Only three. Who's um, your MVP, Jacken? My MVP. Yeah. Is Linda Cardellini's agent? <laughs> yeah, go on. Why? Because I don't know if you noticed this, Josh. She is top build in this movie. Is she? She is top build no. above Alan Cover. What the fuck? So I was I like the idea of the agent being like, yeah, she'll be in the your shitty movie, but only if she's top build. Wow. Like, we want a fucking headliner. Shit, she is. I'm just looking at the poster. That's crazy. Yeah, she's credited above Alan Cover on the poster in the final credits of the movie. She is top build. I don't want to piss on your chips. Is it alphabetical it's order? It's alphabetical order. I don't care. I feel like <laughs> they did that 
just to justify putting her as top bill. Yeah, no, that makes because sense. Because there's no reason for this movie to be alphabetical order. It's not an ensemble piece. That's a really good point. It's it is. Alan Cover is a star. Is I do think that Linda Cardellini's agent fought for her to get top billing. Yeah. Oh, what? And then the whole making it alphabetical is just like to save face. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good MVP. <laughs> That's <laughs> fuck me, man. Who's yours? Oh, my MVP. Um, it's it's Adam Sandler. <laughs> for not being in the movie. No. Or for contributing your favorite line no. in this movie. <laughs> for for managing our expectations. Because I don't know if you noticed, Jack, it didn't come up in the chat earlier, but there's something different this week, isn't there? There's something different what, on the what, vanity what? card. Oh. Because he doesn't say yeah. terrific. No. He, he says, doesn't. oh boy, <laughs> as if to alert the viewer that what you're in for is something that even Adam Sandler's dead dad can't endorse. <laughs> <laughs> I did think of this one watching it. So that's I my was MVP. quite taken aback by him saying, "Oh boy, oh boy." <laughs> it's also weird that this is a happy. This is the rare Happy Madison movie that's not a Sony movie. I was going to say, is it Sony? Like this is a 20th Century Fox movie. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if I missed because there was some sort of weird vanity card that I missed that was kind of gamey. It wasn't the intro sequence. There was like another one, and I wondered if that was a Sony one that I missed. No, there's no Sony. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't understand why. No, well... I mean, there are a few uh, non-Sony Happy Madison movies, but this is quite many. an early one not to. So they were like, we, we don't trust we this don't. idea that Alan Covert can lead a movie. We don't fucking want to be anywhere near this. In fact, don't even put our games consoles in this film. Use Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> God, the Xbox, the original Xbox looks so, so old. So huge. Just a <laughs> big lugging chunky it around. <laughs> oh, God, terrible. When did uh, Xbox 360 was out in 2006? Was it? I feel like. Um, oh. I think it was. Yeah, it was. This wasn't the first game for it, like the King Kong game. I don't think that would have been the first game. That was one of the first games. Um. Yeah, shit. Xbox 360 released um, a month before, or a month and a okay, half before. So November 22nd, 2005. So, all right, all right. So, yeah, okay. Which, uh, I want to see when the King Kong game came out. <laughs> I don't think King it was Kong. a launch game. It wasn't a launch was. title. Was it? I think it was, mate. Oh, I think you're fine. No, it was... I had one of the launch titles. I can't remember what it... What was it called? Fucking... Just because you had one of the launch titles doesn't mean that the King Kong wasn't one. All right, fine, it was. <laughs> it, yeah, was. it was. I just looked it up. It November twenty second. Games, yeah. Peter Fantastic. I'm sorry, Jack. I'm really it's sorry. It's a launch game because I remember I was going to get an Xbox 360 for Christmas that year, and I was going to get the King Kong game with it. <laughs> Christ. Um, and then I didn't get an Xbox 360 because they were sold out everywhere. The launch game. So I think I got a PSP instead. Hmm. How'd that work out for you? Um, I think I got the King Kong game on the PSP. Yeah. Nice. The launch games are fucking garbage, apart from Gun, which is one of my um, favourite games ever. I'm sorry, aren't launch games always fucking garbage? No. Um, <laughs> did, I feel like... Did Switch didn't, launch didn't with recent, Zelda? Alright, Switch... Nintendo is like an exception, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, true. Like, we've just had the launch of PS5 and Xbox One, Cyberpunk. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, no, no game. That wasn't even the launch game. That was just... No. Like, Bug Snacks? Launch, uh... Sackboy Adventure. Sackboy Adventure. Uh, Call Miles of Morales, Duty something. The game that costs so much money for only half the fun. £70. Also, what I love about that is that they recently sent out an email being like, don't worry, 
you can now play Miles Morales on PS4 because obviously no one's got a PS5. So they're losing money left, right, Well, the PS4 one is, like, transferable to the PS5. Yeah, That's no, why they say... That's why the PS4 one costs as much as the PS5 one. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, well, yeah, what, what's the point? I'm not going to get a PS5 Ever. just yet. I'll just play this on the PS4, thank you very much. Yeah. This is Game Chat. <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome back to, to Game, Game Chat, Chat with Jack and Josh. Oh. Who's your Truly LVP? happily gamers. Truly happily gamer game. Josh, what are your top five video games of all time? Um, Come Snatcher 4. Bone... I want a Bone real Eater answer. 3. I've got Fuck mine. My Mother 1. got mine, Josh. Have you, have you actually got a list yeah. of your yeah. favourite games? What are your favourite games? Super Mario World 3. Yeah, nice. Name drop. <laughs> name drop. Yeah, good name drop. Uh, Silent Hill 2. Great name drop. Heavy Rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gumshoe, that. Peter Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. Of the movie. <laughs> every, every copy had a Peter Jackson signature on it. Oh, that's nice. And a little frame of the game. And uh, Gex 3D, Deep Cover Gex. Shit, Gex is great. I love Gex. How has Gex not had a reboot? Yeah, because you got Spyro and you got Crash now. Where's Gex? Where's Abe? Well, that's coming back. This is Game Chat with Josh <laughs> and Jack. <laughs> Ugh, my top five games. What are your top five? If you could be a game at any point in history, regardless of time or money. If I could be a game. <laughs> I'm doing the high fidelity thing. Um, top five games. Which three? Bloodborne, baby. Mario Odyssey. This guy's Other fucking ones. boring. Listening to all the recent games. Let me read, uh, Zelda. Steady. Huh? <laughs> oh, we're going old fashioned now. Yeah, no, yeah. Now they've called you out. Zelda Ocarina of Time slash Breath of the Wild. Uh, there's probably another one. Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2. Could be. Silent Hill 2. Last of Us 2. Let's idea. say Last of Us 2. That's great. My fucking god. No, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Want... Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Who's your LVP? <laughs> Who's my LVP? My LVP is Linda Cardellini's A <laughs> in this movie. Oh, it's very good. Giving her just like not getting her the work that she deserves because she's very talented, very fun, and you know she does Freaks and Geeks. Mm. She does great Velma, mm. and then suddenly her career sort of seems to stall when she's appearing in fucking Grandma's Boy. Yeah, and and guest starring on ER. Yeah, but then don't worry, because one day she comes back and she stars in um, Daddy's Home. She's the, and she's the heart of Green Book. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. Good shit. Who's your LVP? Um, any of the writers for giving that guy my initials. Because <laughs> I don't like it. Also, Ty, the uh, set designer slash prop maker for not giving Alan Covert any jizz. For when he comes. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but the set designer, or the the, um, the production designer, was Perry Adlin Blake, uh, director of Master of Disguise. No, God, it makes <laughs> he's back. Sense. Oh fuck! You try and just when you thought you were out, he pulls you back in. He's returned to the world of production design because he realized he was a piece of shit director. Master of Dis- well, I don't know. I don't know if Ozzy has booked him again since. <laughs> Ah uh, yes. Yeah, I just I just feel like there should have been actual jizz in that scene. Would you watch this movie again? Fuck off. 
Absolutely not. Maybe I'll show it to my children if I ever have. We've something. stopped asking that question. So much, <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the answer is always, always obvious. No, at this point. No, I don't think I would unless I really wanted to. Like, unless I don't know for some reason something goes really, really wrong in my life and I end up kidnapping someone and deciding to torture them, I would play this on a loop in front of them. But other than that, no. How about the, you? The, and, and you think this? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> and you think this is worse than European Gigolo? I do. I think both are pretty awful. I don't know if I could say this is declaratively. Uh, I couldn't say this is worse. Definitively worse. Declaratively. Declaratively. I couldn't possibly declarivate whether this is <laughs> worse than all. Declaratively not. worse. Yeah. <laughs> I hated both of the movies. Um, I had more exhales of positivity in this one mm. than I did in uh, European Gigolo. Mm. No, I, I I just I hate both of them. I, I think that's it. Bullshit. It's like how I debate with some people whether what's worse, Suicide Squad or Justice League, and it's Suicide Squad. Mm. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, both are pretty shit. Yeah. So I haven't seen Justice just, League, and the last time I saw Suicide Squad, I was on a date. <laughs> was it a good date? Who knows? No, I feel like you've mentioned this before. <laughs> anyway, I think that was my worst movie of its year. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, our that's episode on Grandma's Boy. Thanks. Josh, how can people contact you if they want to tell you how rubbish your modern day game selections are? <laughs> so, if you want to um, dox me on Twitter, my uh, my handle is at Papsby, as it is on Instagram, and as it now is on Letterboxd, because I realised that after so many weeks of saying, find me on Letterboxd at Papsby, that wasn't my username. <laughs> my username was Jay Pappenheim until I changed it <laughs> four days ago. So now you can find me at Papsby. Sounds oh, like Gatsby. That uh, doesn't. <laughs> you should change it to JP after Fuck the character off. from Jack. This. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at JFG and Digital Three D across Instagram, Letterbox, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Sounds like Gatsby. Um, and you can find us at True Mad on Twitter, or send us an email at TrueHapMad at gmail dot com. And please or like our posts on Instagram. Like our posts on Instagram. Yeah, also that. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, why not leave us a review on the iTunes Store or any any sort of way that you could um, listen to the podcast? You can just drop us a review. We really appreciate it, and that really helps us on the uh, <laughs> on the podcast rankings. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's the only time we've said that. Next week we return to the world of sports. Oh comedy. shit! Because next week, dear listeners, it's time for. Rob Schneider, no. David Spade, and John Heater to step up to the plate. No. It's the bench warmers, baby. Oh, God. Okay. Second Nick Swartzen movie. Oh, here we go. Here we go, baby. It's getting good. Uh, We're ramping up towards. Do you, actually, we haven't mentioned. Do you like Nick Swartzen? No. I thought okay, he was all right in this yeah. film. I didn't really get his character because at first he's like this infantilized guy and then he's just sort of normal guy. He's a fuck lad at the end. Did you like his uh, Dance Dance to Revolution scene? Yeah, no, it was fine. Did you? <laughs> no. No, obviously not. <laughs> it was a really weird product placement scene. Yeah, it was terrible. Absolutely um, terrible. Yeah, so look forward to the bench warmers. Uh, I'm excited. I'll have moved plats. Oh, shit. That'll be, nice. that'll be exciting. Um, that'll be good. All right. And as always, oh, horse shit. <laughs> that's very good. I love you. Goodbye. Hey. Bye.